Welcome to the Parkway Live Church Podcast. Thank you for taking time to let God's Word impact you. Always encouraged to know God is touching lives through this ministry. Please visit parkwaylive.com to let us know. You can also hit the giving tab to sow into the ministry that you are experiencing. Now, prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. I've got a question for you today. Um, How many of you... Uh, in this room know what I'm talking about when I say the words uh, formal living room. Anybody know what a, like, like when I say like formal living room, like go ahead and raise your hand. Like how many of you have a formal living room? Okay, there's a few. That's good. That's good. Like, like I remember in the, in the past, everybody had formal living room, not a, not a thing of today. But, uh, but this is a formal living room. In, in fact, this is a very formal living room. Is this any of y'all's homes? Like, I want to meet you. Like, we can be friends, you know. Uh, but but this, is a, this is a formal living room and, uh, in fact, a very, very formal living room. Uh, formal living rooms are, uh, are spaces in your home that they're actually not made for living at all. Like, like formal living room, you think, like, this is going to be not. No, no, it's not made to live in at all, a formal living room. It's not made to live in at all. I mean, don't be fooled by the name, the formal living room. It's not actually uh, for living. It, it's for looking. It's for looking at and go, oh, that's mine. <laughs> yeah, I got that. <laughs> don't sit on it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, but but, uh, but, but that, that's a formal living room. And if you as a... Uh, <laughs> As, as a grandchild, as a, as a child, a son or daughter, if you actually stepped into the formal living room, you were immediately apprehended. Like, get, get out, that's not for you. Like, get out. You know why? Because mom had the, uh, or, or grandma had the, the perfect lines even in the carpet, like where the vacuum cleaner was. Don't walk in there. That's the formal living room. It, don't li- you don't live in it. You, 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 you just look in it. It's a, it's a no-go zone. Don't go in there. It's just, it's just made for looking. It's just made, I mean, I mean, don't sit on the couch. Don't sit on the couch, don't sit on the chair, and, 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 and don't even step into there and mess up those lines. It's the formal living room. Uh, h- how dare anyone actually live in the formal living room, right? Like, uh, if you have a formal living room, I'm not here to offend you today. You go live in your formal living room. Uh, I'm just using this as an illustration, and we'll get there in, in just a second. Uh, in, in, in fact, formal li- don't even get me started on formal dining rooms, okay? Like... Like, like, you don't even want to get me started on the formal dining room. Like, you see those plates in there? Don't eat on them. <laughs> see that napkin in there? You better not wipe your face on that. I mean, I mean, this is stuff, it, it's just in there just to look at, unless it's Christmas or Easter, you know. And, uh, you know, but, but these, these are formal living rooms. Now, I don't have one, and if you do, please forgive me. Don't, don't get upset. But, but this is the deal. This is why I, I bring this up, because I, I believe that the formal living room can be also a metaphor for how most people relate to God. Like, like the formal living room, like you got it, you got one, but uh, we don't live in there. Uh, you know, m- most people, you know, it's just like how, how some people relate to God. I, I mean, I mean I, we love to admire Him. We love to, to look at Him, but, but, but live in Him? Like, 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 really, like, like, live in him. I mean, I, I mean, he's there, isn't he? He, he? He's right around the corner. He's, a, he's over there. I've, I've got him a part of me. He's present. He's a, he's a part of my life. But, but just like the formal living room is a part of the house, Jesus can also be a part just like that in, in our life. Like we can see him, we know he's there, but, but we don't live in him. I mean, we, we step into his presence every now and then. I, I talk to him every now and then. I, I go to church on Sunday, and, 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 but, but, but to actually live in him, and, and you know, that for, for most people, God becomes the formal living room. He's something we look at, but, but we, don't, we, don't, we don't live in him. He, he's, he's right around the corner. I mean, I mean now, now look, listen, listen, don't get me wrong here, because, because I believe God is to be admired. Okay, I, I, I believe that God is, is something incredible. And if I was sitting here talking about the worth of God, like the formal living room can't even compare to the worth of God, right? Like, like he's incredible. He's awesome. I mean, he's like, wow, he's, he's amazing. But, 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 but what about 
relationally. Like, like the worth of God, yeah, that, that's one thing. He is to be admired. He is to be looked at. He's amazing, but, but, but on a whole different, different level of things. What about relationally, how do we treat God? Is he the formal living room? Or, or as Kim said, he, he, he could be the den. I mean, in southeast Texas, that's what we, we, we call it. But, but, but this is the deal. And in terms of relationally, in terms of relationally, he's not supposed to be the formal living room. You know what I think he's more like? I think God wants to be like the Ikea couch. Yeah, you, you've had one, right? Like the Ikea couch, like, like the couch that's, that's on sale for $99 this week. Like, like what, the couch you got when you first got married. Like you said, I can't afford nothing and I found this one on the side of the road type of couch. I mean, to, to me, God, relationally, he wants to be more like the Ikea couch. He wants to be something more that we, we live in, that we live on. That, that, that He wants to be the couch that we, that we sleep on. He wants to be the couch that you actually live life on. I mean, he, he, like, like none of the cushion zippers work and, and none of the cushions but deal. But this is the deal. He wants to be the part that we live in and we live on. I mean, he wants the kids to get uh, all up in, in the couch. I mean, he wants to be that Ikea couch, the one you live in, the one you allow the, the kids to jump on, the one you even allow, allow them to eat Cheetos on. I mean, that's what God wants to be because that's the couch that we live in. And God wants to be just like that in your life. He wants to be relational. He wants to live in you. And he wants to be a part of of your life. In fact, John 15, I want to read this scripture to you. And the scripture talks a little bit about how God wants to be in our life. He wants to be in every part of our life, every day, every life, every part of our life. And John chapter 15, in fact, in this scripture, uh, you're going to see a word that keeps popping up. And it's going to be a word that I want to talk to you about today, uh, about this in, in this in the scripture. You're, you're going to see it in just a few minutes, uh, <coughs> in just a few seconds. It says, John 15, 1 through 9, I am the true grapevine, and my father is the gardener. Just remember that, okay? God's the gardener, okay? He, he cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit, and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit, so they will produce even more. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I've given you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. Promise there. Will produce much fruit. Will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted and when you when you listen that when you produce much fruit when you produce much fruit when you produce much fruit remember that okay when you produce much fruit you are to be my true disciples this brings great glory to my father i have loved you even as the father has loved me one more time he says it just in case you missed it all other seven times Remain in my love. Did you see a word keep popping up there? Anybody? What is it? Remain. That's what I want to talk to you about today. Remaining. I want to talk to you about remain. I want to talk to you about remaining in the vine and remaining in God's spirit, remaining close to God and remaining with God. In fact, it's in these scriptures eight times and, and you got to realize these are the words of jesus christ okay and, and and you every word that he speaks is important every word is is important that we need to, to know but but if jesus repeats something eight times in nine scriptures that may be important in your life and it may be something that we need to remember he's trying to tell us things in this eight times in these these scriptures he wants to live life us to live life in him 
He wants us not to just attend church on Sunday, but he wants to live life with us. He wants to live life in us. He, he wants to remain in us on Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday, on Friday, on Saturday, on Sunday. He wants to remain in us and remain with us. Do you know he can go everywhere we go? Amen. He wants to remain in you. He wants to remain in you, and he wants you to remain in him. Like, how many times does he remain in us, but we're not remaining in him? Like, we're like, oh, we're, I don't even think he's here right now. Like, oh, no, no, don't go, you know, so, so, so we have got to remain in him. You know, last week, Shelly, Shelly Hendricks was speaking about the seasons of God, and, and, and I want to tag this message today right behind that, ser- that sermon last week. If you weren't here, he talked about the seasons of God and how we will go through seasons, some, some good, some bad, different seasons that we go through and the ups and the downs of life. But I want to tag on to that, talking about those seasons, that through every season, one thing's got to be important is that we've got to remain. We've got to remain. We've got to remain in every season. Now, now we, we come to church, okay? We come to church on Sundays, and, and man, this is an incredible church. I love this church. I, I, I love what we, we do here, and we, we come here, and we, we have great music and great singing and great worship, and most of the great singing's in the crowd. They're incredible up here, but most of it's out there, and, and we have great messages. Now, maybe not this week, but, but come back next week, and there will be a good message, okay, next week, but, but we have great services and 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 man we we get into the presence of god and it's easy to remain in god on sunday right like what you just fell when we're singing here now go ahead and sing it for me i mean maybe i need to stop right there but but we're singing that and we're like wow this is awesome and then we're on monday at work we're like here now we're what happened i I mean wouldn't it be cool like like come here scott I, i need a praise team with me I need a praise team. You know, in first service, I just had the praise team. I also need a guitar player in the second service because the second service, we, we need a guitar. Where's Kimuel? Kimuel. He's probably, probably uh, you know, ran away. How about a bass player right here? Right here on the front row. I mean, like, 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 like we, we're on Sunday and everything's great. And then, we, come on, I need me a bass player. I just, just air bass it, okay? Just air bass it. Okay, so uh, so so here we are on Sunday, and the band's here. And can, can you imagine, like, if, if if I showed up and I I leave at four o'clock in the morning to go to Motiva to the fire department, and I got the praise band with me? Go ahead and sing for me, sing. And I'm word driving to work. Oh, and they're following me. Oh, everything's great. This is the greatest greatest drive to work has ever been. You know, and, and I got the praise, like that would be awesome, right? And everywhere I go, they would go, right? Like they would just follow me, like at home on, t- on Tuesday, like everywhere I go, like, like even down this road right here, like everywhere I go, they, they just follow me singing and I'm in the presence of God, Bill. Isn't this amazing? We're on Wednesday right now and, and we're at work and we're at the fire department and Oh, this is awesome, and we're, they're just following me everywhere that I, I go. Y'all, y'all got to follow quicker. Y'all got to follow faster. I, I mean, great job. Give them a hand. Give them a hand. Oh, I forgot. I got a choir direct, y'all. I got to cut it off right there. I mean, like, like, wouldn't that be just awesome? Now, now yes, it would, be, it would be weird, okay? I got to admit, people may go like, what's happening in Parkway? Like, but, but that would be so awesome if, if, I, if I just had like a praise band with me everywhere I went. Now, now, when I'm finding deals at the mall, it may not be that cool. And, you know, if you're a teenager, you're like, I don't want the praise band with me right now, you know? Uh, but, but there's sometimes they need to be with these teenagers. Anyways, that, so... But, but this is the deal. It's, it's easy to remain in Christ and remain in the vine and remain in God and remain in the presence of God when we're here on Sundays. But there's sometimes in our life, it's just not easy to remain, right? There's situations that come on, right? When we're, we're having brain tumor surgery that, that this, this just, I, I don't get it right now, God. And there's probably times where Shannon's been there and he's been like, well, I just, just, this is just hard to remain. 
There's, there's times and situations in our life where we just think, man, I just cannot remain. We got to understand this, first of all, before we go into remaining, that there is going to be opportunities in your life that there's going to be opportunities where you, it's hard to remain. And it's easy to pick up other words, which I looked up the opposite of remain, and you know what that is? These are some other words that we can pick up at sometimes in our life. Instead of remaining in Christ, these words, how about cease? How about ceasing in Christ? How about departing from Christ? How about moving away or, or even dying in Christ? There, there's going to be seasons and times in our life where it's hard to remain and it's easy to pick, or, pick up those words and just go with those words. But God is saying eight times here, just remain. I mean, those are scary words, right? Like, like, a, like I, I've been through times in my life where I think I wouldn't have made it out of if, if I wouldn't have been able to remain in Christ. Like, if I didn't have him with me at that moment, like, it's over, folks. We got to understand there, there's opportunities in our life where it's hard to remain. It's hard to remain through every season of your life. But God is saying eight times here. And if you continue in this chapter, there's more times he mentions it. He says to remain, to remain, to remain, to remain. So, so what do we do to remain in Christ? What do we do? What do we do to remain in Christ? The, the first thing I want to talk to you about is this. Is that we must allow God's grace and love to cultivate the soil of our souls you got to understand this. Your soul, in the Bible, it talks about as soil. That if we're going to remain through the seasons, just like, like an apple tree or an orange tree, just like an orange tree remains through the seasons, if we're going to be like that orange tree, then we've got to understand that, 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 first of all, that the soil is our soul. It's our heart. It's our soul. It's the place where God lives. It's where God remains in, in, in your soul. It's where God lives. And, and the first thing that we got to do is we must allow God's grace and love to cultivate the soil of our souls. We got to understand that our soil is, is, is our the, our soul is a soil. Say that five times fast. Soil is important to this vine. A vine can't live without the soil. And I want to tell you that God wants to do great things in and through you. But but if our soil is not right, or if our souls are not right, then nothing can grow in and through us. He has to cultivate the soil of our soul. Remember, he's the gardener here. Soil is important. It's your soul. In fact, it's so important that Jesus talks about it in a, in a parable talk, talk called the parable of the soils. In, in Mark chapter 4, verse 3 through 8, he says these words. He says, listen. Oh, and Jesus says, listen. You better listen. He says, a farmer went out to sow his seed as he was scattering the seed and remember again he's the gardener he's the farmer here okay he went as he went out to scatter the seed some fell along the first part which is the path and the birds came and ate it up some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil it sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow but when the but when the sun came up the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. And the other seed, the other seed fell on the third type of soil among the thorns which grew up and, and choked the plants and so that they did not bear grain. And still the other seed fell on good soil. Four, say good soil. Say, I want to be good soil here. I want to be good soil. It came up. It grew. Now remember, the other ones grew, but they, they faded away. This one grew and produced a crop. Some multiplying 30, some 60, some 100 times. There's only one type of soil that will produce fruit, and it's good soil. You know what kind of soil that is? It's the soil that God reaches into with his grace hands and loving hands, and we allow him to cultivate this soil. This is the deal. When he reaches into our life, he's reaching in with grace hands and loving hands, not mean hands, not hands that say, I'm going to do this to you. No, his hands are graceful. His hands are loving, and he's trying to reach into your soil. Why? Because he's trying to grow fruit through you, but we've got to allow him to cultivate the soil of our souls. 
Because we have one of these types of soils. The first soil is stony ground. This is stony ground. This is stony ground here. This is, this is stony ground. And I want to tell you, good seed on stony ground produces no results. If we're going to talk about the soil, we've got to allow God to cultivate the soil. We, we've got one of these types of soils. And, and I want to tell you this. There's not any watermelons growing in that soil. I mean, like, like watermelon. Like, watermelon is God fruit, okay? Like, all the other fruits don't, they don't even compare. Like, like watermelon, okay? Like, like, when I was at the fire department a long time ago in Orange, like, I showed up every morning with two watermelons. We worked 24 hours. I showed up with two watermelons. You know why? One for me and one for all the other guys. It's God's fruit. I mean, I mean, that's what I want to grow in my life. It's like, I want watermelons to grow up if, if I'm going to choose the fruit. But there's not any watermelons growing in that. I don't care how many watermelon seeds I plant, how many watermelon seeds I throw. I don't care if I get Tracy Bird and he sings the watermelon crawl as, the, as I'm planting the seeds. I mean, I don't, it, there's no watermelons growing in stony ground. You know why? Because stony ground doesn't allow the seed to settle into it. And we got to let God cultivate our life. You, you hear the word of God. In my word do we hear some words of God from this platform last week. Amazing. Our pastors, some, some incredible words. We hear this word of God. You know what it is? It seeds into your life. But those seeds will, will, will not, if, they, if, they, if we don't allow them to settle in the soil, if it's stony ground. God's word is, is that seed. And, and, we, and he wants to cultivate that in our life. You know, these kind of people always wonder why, why God hasn't done anything in their life. Stony ground. I've seen some stony ground Christians before. These people always wonder why, why hasn't God done anything in my life? Well, I got a reason to tell you. It's because God's a gentleman. He's not going to force his way into the cracks of your hardness. He, he's not going to force his way into the cracks if you don't allow him into your life. So why has God not used me? It's because we haven't allowed him to. Because we, we have a hardened heart. We have a hardened soul, a bitter soul, an angry soul. And because of the stony ground where we, we, nothing is ever produced. God's a gentleman. He's not going to force his way into the cracks of your hardness. You have to surrender and let him in. You have to let him in. The second ground is rocky with just a little bit of soil. Have, have you ever been like, like have you ever been walking uh, down a concrete path and you see a crack in it? What it, it amazes me sometimes that, that stuff can grow out of that crack. Like, like you'll you'll be passing about and, and this is growing out of that crack. Like concrete, like it's just a crack, but somehow the grass has worked its way. It's like this. It's like let's say let's say in my in my driveway in my front in my front driveway I've got a crack out there, and and in that crack there's like three pieces of grass growing out of it. And man, I love my three pieces of grass. Like, whoo, yeah, look at those. And and I and I go I go to my buddy here. I go to Dylan, and I say, Dylan. Come over to my house, dude. Come, you got to come see my garden. You got to come see my watermelon garden growing in my driveway. Man, come look at this watermelon growing right there in the crack in my driveway. Man, I'm proud of that grass. I'm proud of that crack. I'm proud of that, that watermelon. Dylan's going to show up. He's going to go, Brandon, you done lost your mind. You know how many times I've been told that in my life? Anyway, we won't talk about that. But Dylan's going to show up. He's going to say, you're crazy, man. That, that's not a garden. You, you got three pieces of grass growing out of that crack right there. Why? Because it's rocky. There's a little soil there. Things can grow, but, but it's, it's still rocky. It's still, it's still full of concrete, those three pieces of grass. This is the deal. I, I, I'll be like, you know, I'll be like, Dylan, call a Better Homes and Garden. Come, come take pictures of my garden. And you're like, it's crazy. It's not a garden. And as soon as the wind comes or the rain comes or things, it, it, those three pieces of grass fade away. 
die away. They don't make it when the sun in the summer here, when it's 105,000 degrees, those three pieces of grass will wither away. Because you know why? Because there's no depth to that grass. There's no depth in that soil. And as soon as a wind comes or a rainstorm comes, it gets blown away or washes away and it fails to remain. It's gone. It's very important here that you understand this, that, that we can't remain unless we're rooted. We cannot remain. God says, remain in me. Well, we can't remain unless we can allow. We have the kind of soil that allows the roots to grow down. We can't remain unless we are rooted. Because as soon as the seasons change, or the wind comes, or the storm comes in, that grass withers up and dies, just like the seed God is trying to plant if we have shallow ground. The third ground is weedy soil. It's where the vine starts to grow, but the weeds start to grow in the same soil. You ever seen that? This right here, this picture on the screen today. I mean, there's a garden there. There's there's probably watermelons all over that. But you know what's happening also? The weeds are coming up. They're they're not allowing the gardener to come in and and pull the weeds, and, and we're allowing other things to come up. This is weedy soil. Weedy soil coming up. And this is just like people that that allow, even though we're living for God and we're trying to remain in God, and we're not allowing God to cultivate our, our life or cultivate our soul enough, and we're allowing the things of the world to come in and come out and choke out or drown out what God's trying to do in our life. I call it strife. I call it worry. I call it sin. I call it weeds. I call it things of this world that come in and start to choke out the goodness of God and the greatness of God. And it's hard to remain when your soil is weedy. And those are some bad things. There's even some good things. You you can have good weeds. Like, like, there is a house, it may be one of yours, but it's in Lumberton somewhere. And I was talking to somebody about a year ago, and they told me about this house in this subdivision. Like, Like this whole yard, there's no grass. Just the whole yard looks like weeds. It looks like they go through and they just pull out the grass and let the weeds grow. And I, I had to go look at it, and I was like, you're right. This whole yard is just full of weeds. I don't know what's thinking here. You know, like, like we're, we're cultivating the wrong thing here. But, but just like that in our, in, in, in our life, we can allow good weeds to drown out the things of God and cause us to not remain. Things like fame, things like popularity, things like wealth. These can be good things, and God wants these things in your life. But if those things become God, they begin to choke out the things. They begin to choke out the true vine. And this is why, this is why it's very important that we must cultivate the soil of the soul. That we must allow the gardener to reach into our life and cultivate. The fourth soil is this. The fourth soil is good soil. This is the kind of soil we, we, all, we, we all want to be and we want God to make in us. The soil that has been tilled by the gardener. And, and I pray, I pray, I pray, I pray that in this church that, that we are a church full of good soil. You know why we're good soil or you know why we want to be good soil? Because we're allowing the gardener to reach into it and till it up and, and cultivate it and, and do what he wants to do in our life. The four soils there, the fourth soil is good soil. When, when I allow God to put his, his hands into my soul or my soil, I, I, need, I need somebody. Let's see. Dylan, I've already used you once. I'm going to use you again. Come on up here for me. Like, like you're God, okay? You are God. Like, remember that later. You are God, Dylan. This is my soul. God, I want, you to, I want you to put your hands all up in that soil. And I, I mean, I want you to get down there and I want you just to work that soil. And you just keep working it. You just start working that soil. God, that's my soul, God. I want you to, to just cultivate it. I want you to work it. I want you to understand this, church. I want you to understand this, that, that as God's hands are in the soil, we've got to understand this. As his hands are in the soil, if you look closely enough, you'll see that the soil is also in his hands. Listen to this. Now, now come up here and, and just, just show your hands. 
Like, like, we want God to reach into our life and cultivate it. But as he cultivates it, now look, raise your hands. Like, like we, we got to see this. We got to see that, that as he's cultivating the soil, the soil's also in the hands. And if we allow God to cultivate our soul, to reach into our soul, we also got to remember this. As he's cultivating it, this, that his hands are in our soul, but our soul is in his hands. And I want to tell you this. What can God's hands do? What can God's hands do? Have you seen what God's hands can do? Like, have you looked around you like the earth rotating on its axis? Like, he did that with his hands. Like, like have you seen the planets and, and the stars? Like, he took his hands and he went boom. Like, he cultivated and he, he created those things. And this is why as he's cultivating the soil in our hands, we got to understand this. He doesn't make mistakes. He makes masterpieces. There's a masterpiece at work in this soil. And as he's working in us, and as his hands are in the soil, our soil is also in his hands. All we've got to do is keep remaining. Keep remaining. Keep remaining. Thanks, Dylan. So number one is we've got to allow God's love and grace to cultivate our soil for planting. Number two is this. And this is the hard part. Number one, God does the work. No, number one, God is cultivating the soil. God is creating the soil, and he's cultivating the soil with grace and love hands, and, and he's cultivating it. But number two is we have to pray for the strength to remain. Number two is we got to pray for the strength to remain. In John 15, what all does, it ask, what all does God ask us to do? All he says is one word. Time and time and time again, he says, remain. I don't have to do anything. I just got to remain. I got to remain through. And, and, and I want you to understand this. Spiritual growth is not something that, that we do. It's something that we receive. It's something that happens to us. We, we don't have to work hard to do it. We don't have to, oh my goodness, I got to do the spiritual growth. No. What, what happens to the seed? The seed doesn't have to do it. The, the farmer plants the seed. The seed grows. All the seed has to do is remain. And through these seasons, through every season of life, all we got to do is, is, is remain. But, we, but spiritual growth doesn't just, it, does, it, it, does, it, it just happens. It happens. We, we, we eventually go, man, that's, that's pretty cool. But I want to tell you that there's two times, there's two seasons, there's two seasons of life where you're going to need strength to remain. There's two seasons where you're going to need the strength to remain. And the first season is this. The first season is the planting season. Now that we have a cultivated soil and, and God's worked the soil over and it's cultivated and he, he's done what he needs to do and we've got good soil, the, the next thing, the next season is the planting season. And, and, and if we're going to remain in this season, we have to pray for strength to remain during this season. You know why? You ever seen a seed? What does the gardener do? The seed, he puts the seed down in the soil. Do you see the seed? You don't see the seed. You know Why? Because during the planting season, the seed's down in a dark place. It's unseen. It sometimes feels lonely. There will be seasons in your life when, when everything is rocking on all cylinders. But there's also going to be seasons when your life where you feel all alone and it's dark. And, and you're going to wonder, has anybody even noticed where I'm at right now? And, and what's going on? Is, and is, does God even know I'm here right now? Like, like it's dark. It's, I, don't, I, don't, I just don't understand this. And we're, it's because you're the seed in a, in a planting season. You're, you're moving to a new, new season. And God's planting you and, and putting you in, into the ground. And you're planting and, and, and and, and you got to understand this deer in this season, there is nothing that has ever grown significantly from the ground that didn't spend a season underground as a seed. There is nothing that has ever grown significantly from the ground that didn't spend a season underground as a seed. A dark Lonely place where it seems like nobody's there, but you've got to be reminded God is the one that puts you there, and He's there with you. 
Just remain. During this season, it's, it's called germination. It's the germination of a, of a seed. It's germinating in, in the ground. It's preparing itself for growth. It's, it's, it's in a season of, of preparing. I believe we've been in a season of, of preparing in, the, in this church. You know what we're preparing for? Pastors spoke about it oh, a few months ago. We're preparing for a new thing. We're preparing for a new thing. But, but, but in this season of, of preparation, sometimes it just doesn't look like it's supposed to look. And we, we sit here and we're germinating. We're, we're, we're the seed. And it's through these times that we got to remember his hands on us. And we're in him. And we're not by yourself in this. And it doesn't look anything like I thought it would look like. But, but it, we're germinating. We're, 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 we're about to grow. But, but we're that seed. And we're, we're, we're being planted in this. And I want to tell you today. This is where we have been in four months this is as a church. God is planning. Now, now, now it, it, I remember four or five months ago, Pastor, in, in the pl- platform, he, he, said, he said on a Wednesday night, and I remember it was, it was so strong that night on a Wednesday, and he said, he said Parkway, we're going to do a new thing. And I'm sure at that moment, man, we were, we were all excited. We're, man, well, God's about to take us to the next level. God's going to do something big. God's going to do something incredible. We're going to do a new thing. And we're like, yeah, but it never thought, we never thought it would look like this. We, we never thought that, that the waters would come in and the, 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 we were going to be in the gymnasium. And, and thank God we have all these things and, and doing all these things. But we didn't think it was going to look like this in the planting season. And I want to speak to somebody here today. You say, where am I? I look around and it doesn't look like what it's supposed to look like or, or what I thought it was going to look like. But God, remember God's prophecy. Remember God's word said, you're going to go to a new thing. You know what he's doing in these times of planting in your life? You know when you're in the soil and it, and it doesn't look, it's a dark, dreary place. And I'm not saying it's dark, dreary. We're doing the best we can with everything we got. But, but in the season, it's not what we thought what it would look like. And sometimes we go through that in our life and we think, God, where are you? And what are you doing in my life? And we're like, and God's saying, hey, just remain. Just remain. I know it's dark. I know it's dreary. I know you feel like you're all alone. I, I know you, don't, you didn't see it this way. But have patience. You just remain your good soil. I've planted the seed. And now you just prepare. You just germinate. That song they sang a while ago about holy ground. It says, here as we wait. The, the, uh, Belinda was in the first service. They, they made some shirts this week. And it says to pray, wait, trust. On the back it says Parkway Life. And I thought, wow. What timing? God's saying remain. He's not asking you to do anything else. He's just saying, just remain. You're good soil. You're in the planting season. Remain. There will always be a season of germination. Getting the seed ready to produce. Getting the seed ready to grow. The time may seem like you're alone. The time may seem like you're deep in the soil. The time may look like nothing is happening when you look at the surface. But it's a necessary season of life that God is trying to take you through to prepare you for what he's got on the other side of the season. He's got something on the other side of the season that if you even knew what he was trying to prepare you about, you would sit there in that dark soil and you would say, oh God, prepare yourself in me. Make yourself at home in me. Seek me out and know who I am, God. You do what you can in my life. And you can sit there and you can be planted, but you're in that dark season and you, instead of looking around, that's the time you be prepared. You start germinating and you just be ready because at the right season at due time God's got time for you to break through the ground and do great things in this new season in this new thing God's got for you just 
prepare. Just remember, pray for strength in this season. And I want to tell you, I want to tell you today, I want to tell you Parkway, I want to tell you those that, that feel like you're in a, in a dark season, it's only a season. Say that. Say it's only a season. Tell somebody beside you, say, hey, it's only a season. You don't know the person beside you. You don't know. You may not know the season there. Tell them it's only a season. It's only a season. It's only a season. It's only a season. If you knew what God was about to do in you, you would, you would remain. That's all God's saying right now. Just, just remain. You remain. I've got something for you. I've got something ahead. But right now, you just remain. You remain the seed. You remain in the soil. You're good soil. I've planted the seed in you. And just remember, I've got my hands all over you. And we're about to go into the next season. It's only a season. It's only a season. The other season now, beside the planting season, is this. There's another season of life where, where sometimes it doesn't look like it's the greatest season, but it's a necessary season and another season that we got to remain this is the season where where it's called the pruning season ever been through that season the pruning season these are pruning shears here you ever ever been through that season Sometimes it says in that, in that scripture, it talks a lot about that sometimes God got to take the pruning shears and he's got to prune some things in your life. It's not the easiest season, but it's a necessary season. And if you realize the importance of that season, you would understand, hey, all I've got to do is remain in the season and it's all going to be okay. In order to grow into what God wants you to grow into spiritually, he's going to need to take you through a season of pruning. Why? Because there's some things from that season, the past season, that you cannot take into the next season. There's some things in your life that you cannot take from season to season. We, we believe in, in, in dot two here at this church. We, we believe in freedom, Grooves. We, we, we believe in freedom. We want you to find freedom as dot two. But the, some, one of the biggest ways that you can find freedom is to go through the pruning season. It's a necessary process. In our life, it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. In fact, if you, you, can th- if you really drive around right now, we, we are just coming out, not, not just here, but, but actually in all the neighborhoods. You, you can go around. You can look. We just come out of pruning season. You know what? Last week, I did. I took these shears right here, and I pruned my crepe myrtle. Anybody been pruning some trees around? Been, been, been pruning the, the, the bushes you, you go around. And, and let me tell you, my crepe myrtle right now is not the prettiest crepe myrtle ever. You know what it looks like? It looks like this. That's it. It looks like that, that fist right there. That's it. But it's in a season. It's in a necessary season. It's in a season that it's got to go through because the gardener knows where it's going to go, where it need, what it needs to look like, and I had to prune it. And we're actually in this season now. John, uh, Jesus said in John 15 that he cuts away the limbs that don't produce in our life. He, he cuts away the dead limbs. But he also prunes the, the ones that, that were producing, but he trims them back so they will produce even more. We're going through a, a pruning season. And this is why. This is why we, we go through <coughs> this is why we go through this season. It's because of this. You don't want good nutrients and the good energy of new life to go to dead limbs. Man, I want somebody to get that. You, you, you don't want good energy and, and good nutrients. Man, man, things that God's wanting to do in your life, He's wanting to put good nutrients and good energy, but He doesn't want to put it into dead limbs. And that's why he, he comes along and we, we go through a season of pruning. And, and I believe this is a necessary season for all of us. God, search me and know my ways. God, search me and know my heart. Find the things that don't belong and get rid of them. God, take me. And in this season of pruning, we've got to ask God for strength during this season, but to know it's a necessary season and say, God, would you prune my life? Find the things that don't belong and get rid of them. 
Because you can't take old dead things into your new season. New relationships. I see so often people can't move into new relationships because they're fighting with the old ones. That they're putting all their energy into fighting with this and fighting with that and doing this. And God's got something incredible sitting right here. And you can't see that because you're fighting this. And God's saying, hey, would you just allow me to prune the things from your past? Would you really come into my presence and say, would you prune me, God? Because he's trying to get us into that new thing. And it's during this season that we got to step up and say, God, just prune me. But it's in this season. We don't have to do anything but remain. All we have to do is remain. So he cuts off the dead branches and he takes those away. What in your life right now needs to be cut away? What in your life... What, what Parkway life, what, what in our, our church, what, 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 in, what in our, our heart, what in our soul needs to be cut away so we can step into a new thing? Now understand this. I've already said it once about the other season, but I'm going to say it about this. That in the pruning season, God will not prune you if you don't allow him to prune you. He's not just going to come and go, click, 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 click. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, a, he's a gentleman. He's a gentleman. He's not going to force his way on you. It's the time. It's the season that we got to go, okay, God, I know I'm in this pruning season. Now you take the things that don't belong. Take my past. Take the things that are stopping me from getting where you need me to go and do it in this season. But all, during that season, all you do is remain. 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 All too often we spend all of our energy Picking up the dead branches. Uh, all too often we, we, we go around and we, we just pick up the dead branches. You know what we do with them? We try to breathe new life into dead branches. I am speaking to somebody right now. That God has tried to prune you. You've allowed him to prune you. You've allowed the things to fall off of you. But you look around and you pick up the dead branches and you think, oh, they're dead. I got to breathe new life into them. I got to do life in them. And God's saying, let go of those branches. Let go of your past. Don't worry about where you've been. Don't worry about what you've done. I've got something greater for you. I've got a, a new thing for you. But quit picking up the dead branches. Quit putting your energy and the dead things, when God says, just remain in me. Allow me to prune the branches. Allow me to take the branches away. Allow me to burn them in the pile to where they're no more seen, no more found, no sin. Nothing that we've ever done in the past. He takes it away, never to be remembered. Why he's pruning us, we remain because we got to get to this new thing. And I read something this week. That I want to tell you today that I really feel in this service, I didn't say it in the first, but I want to say it in this service. I want to tell you this. You may want to write this down. Live tears over dead things will not resurrect them. Live tears over dead things will not resurrect them. Think about the story of Lazarus. Jesus didn't call Lazarus dead. He said he's not dead. Everybody thought he was dead. God didn't call Lazarus dead and he resurrected him. What God calls dead in your life is dead. If it's not dead and he has not said it's dead, he can resurrect that. 
But your tears over dead things that God has tried to remove from you will not resurrect them. He's trying to move you into new things. He's trying to move you into a new thing. A new thing. A new season. A new season. Too many people are living life carrying branches that they weren't meant to carry. Offenses, hurts, past sins, unforgiveness, you name it. You weren't meant to carry those branches. You weren't meant to pick those branches up. God tried to prune them from you because he wanted you to grow into new things. And we spend all our time and all our effort going back to old things when God has new things. you got to prune, be pruned. And during this pruning season, do you know what my crepe myrtle did? It didn't do nothing. It just remained. It remained rooted in the ground. It remained there. As I took it, I, I began to snip and snip and remove the things. I, I, I got to know that it's going gonna, it's gonna to be beautiful in this next season. But you, just like that crepe myrtle, you're going to be amazing. You're going to be beautiful. He's pruning you because he wants a new thing in you too. The word you need to hear today is remain. The words you need to hear today. You don't have to do nothing else. You just remain. Remain in Christ. Remain in, the, in reading God's word. Remain in living for God. Just remain in this season. Remain, remain, remain. Scott, would you all come and be ready to uh, play? Number one, you've got to allow God to cultivate the soil of your soul. Number two is you've got to ask God for strength to remain in every season. And in Galatians 6 and chapter 9 says this. It says, let us not be weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Let me read it again. Let us not be weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. I got a word for you today. For you that have been going through these seasons that, that Shelley talked about. And I, I heard so many stories that he said, man, that, that ministered to me. I got to be honest with you. Shelley's message last week mess, ministered to me because I have been in a season where I just felt, it felt dark. It felt dreary. Yeah, everything looks great on the outside. I still love God. I still have hope. I still believe. But there's something down deep even in my soul that I've been going through in a season through a situation in my life where I thought, God, this is not how I look. This is not what I was thinking. And I, and I minister from this spot today saying God spoke this word to me. He said, Brandon, you remain. You remain loving God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. You keep remain being, you keep being an encourager. You keep remaining getting into God's word. You're in a season, Brandon. And I wish I could share it with you, but I can't. During this season, I said, God, you cultivate my soul. You reach into my heart and my, and my life. You cultivate the soil. God, put your hands all up in my soil. Do what you've got to do in me. Because as my soul, as your hand is in my soul, my soul is in your hand. He spoke the word to me. He said, you remain. That's all we got to do. You ever seen a fruit tree? Ever seen a fruit tree? Like a real good fruit tree? Like, I wish there was watermelons trees. That would be awesome. You ever seen a fruit tree out there? going like this. 
Like, like you ever go home today and you look at your fruit tree. You find a tree in your yard and go up to that tree and just see if that tree is going. No, that tree's not doing nothing. That tree's not doing nothing. You know what that tree's doing? That tree's sitting there remaining. That tree is sitting there remaining. I, that tree probably remembers. That tree probably remembers the day that the farmer, that the, the, the gardener reached in and, and put the soul in the ground. That, that, that tree probably remembers being a seed. That, that tree probably remembers breaking through the ground grow into the tree it is today that that tree probably remembers the time that some crazy guy came along with pruning shears and he said hey take this dead limb off of me and the, the, the guy and, and, and but but there's a tree that never through these situations go home and ask him what he was doing go ask your tree today go home and ask that tree what you've been doing tree now now i'm, I'm gonna tell you right now when you ask god when, when, when you ask that tree, just remember God used a, a donkey in the Bible to talk, okay? So, so remember this, that, that when you go speak to that tree today, that tree may talk back to you. I'm just, now, if it does, let me know. In fact, video it. Put it on YouTube. I want to see it. I'm not putting it past God. But when you go home today, you walk up to that tree. And you go, through tree, what were you doing through the seasons? Tree, what have you been doing the whole time? Did you do anything to make yourself into what you are today? Tree would say, no. You know what all I did? The only thing I had to do was remain. I sat here through the seed. I sat here as I broke through the ground. I sat here through storm after wind. I sat here through Harvey as he raised the water all around me. I sat here and I remained. That's what that tree would tell you today. That tree would look at you. He would say, I didn't have to do nothing. I didn't have to do nothing. I just remained. I was rooted. I allowed the, fir- the farmer to cultivate me. I allowed him to work in my life. I was good soil. I was put in good soil. I sat here, but all I did was remain. I didn't have to do nothing. It was easy. And one day, because you were good soil, <laughs> I'm sorry, but stop ministering from where I'm at in my life. Your good soil, Parkway. Your good soil, Parkway. Remain, because there's going to be a season. It was hard through that season. It was, it's been hard through this season, I promise you. It's been hard. And, We've been growing. God's been doing great things, but it's a hard season. We can't keep the air right. We can't get the lights right. It's too loud. It's too loud. We're in a concrete building. You know what? We're in a season. But there, there's going to be a season because you were good soil. And you allowed the gardener to reach in and cultivate. There's going to be a season where you start seeing some things coming out of the soil called fruit. You didn't put it there. You didn't do anything to attain it. The fruit grew in your life because you remained joy. When the times were tough, and the wind was hard. You remained. And you decided to look one day. The fruit came out of the soil because you remained. I need my harvest to come up here. And what a beautiful harvester. Number three is this. Fruit always comes. Fruit always comes when you remain 
Fruit always comes when you remain in the vine. Fruit always comes when you remain. It always show up. The only way to get the fruit is to remain in the vine. You can't work hard enough to get the fruit. You can't oh, fruit. No, 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 no. You just remain and all of a sudden, all of a sudden just fruit just starts showing up from here, from there. And please don't let me hurt you. But, but fruit just starts showing up. I mean, everywhere you go, I didn't do anything to get this fruit. I didn't give you anything to get this fruit. It just showed up. It just showed up. You can't work hard enough to get it. And you, you can't go and just make an apple. An apple just boop, pops out on the tree. Why? Because the gardener did it. You know what happens? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. How did it get here? Did I do anything to get more love to show up in my tree? No. I just remained and poop, love showed up. I, I just, I just, I just start, I just remained and all of a sudden peace, boom, showed up in the hardest times. It just, it just, peace right there and peace right here and love showed up. I didn't do anything. I didn't make it. It just showed up. Would you stand with me today? I want to tell you, it's God's job to grow the fruit. It's your job to just remain. I wish you could see yourself. In a, there you go. You just go get that fruit right there. I'm telling you what. It's God's job to grow the fruit. It's just our job to remain. Galatians 5.22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against their such things there is no law. It's going to happen. A new thing, it's going to happen, Right? A new thing is coming. Parkway, remain. Remain, remain. You know what's so cool? And this wasn't in my notes, but in the first service, as I looked around, God was showing me something. Raise your hand if you've joined this church in the last four months. In the last four months. The last, just raise them really high. Really high. Good night. Good night. You know what? You know what you are? You know what y'all are? Your fruit. Your fruit of a church that remained during one of the hardest seasons it's ever been through in its life. Do you see the fruit in a building with concrete floors, in a building that it doesn't look anything like what we're used to, which the church is not a building, right? But through the hardest seasons, the hardest working seasons that our pastor's ever done, every day, almost all day long at this building, answering questions, doing things. During all this season at the dream team, you, you don't even know what the, the, the children's and the kids and the, the, those down there have to do. Every, they got to clean up the mess that was made by all the construction workers. It's a hard season. But through the hardest season, what did we do? We remained. <laughs> the next week, we were on the, on the, on the plat. We, we didn't miss a Sunday, I don't believe. We were on the front porch. People were wading through water to come up here to be together with their church. Why? Because we are a church that remains. And this is what happens when you remain. There will be fruit. You are fruity. I'm pretty fruity too, but you're not as fruity as I am. I want to pray for you today. I don't know what season. Just put your arm around somebody next to you. Maybe grab hands if you're comfortable. I don't know what season the person beside you in, and maybe you don't either. Maybe you do. But no matter the season you're in right now, I want us to pray a prayer of strength to help us to remain stronger than we've ever been.
God, I pray right now. I pray over every person in this room. I pray, I pray over every person on Facebook right now that is sitting there in their home because they can't even get out and get to church, God. I pray for those that are sick today. I pray for those that are in different seasons in this room today, God, where seasons it may feel like we're all alone. There may be seasons where, where we're on the mountaintop and everything looks grand and everything looks great. And we, we may be through a season in our own life where we're just in a season of pruning God. But God, no matter the season, right now, you've got a new thing headed for every person in this room. God, your promises are true. Your promises are faithful, are just, God. And no matter what situation we're in, we're about to see fruit grow where it's never grown before. We're about to see bigger fruit and greater fruit and the great, biggest seasons that we've ever been in, God, in people's life, in people's finances, in people's homes, in people's families, in people's kids, God on their job, in their family. God, everywhere we go, God, let us remain, God. Let us remain in you. Let us remain strong in you. In Jesus' name we pray. God, I pray that you bless them, that you give us hope, and you give us a greater future than we've ever been through before, God. I believe in a good report. I believe in a new thing, Parkway. Are you ready for it? Are you ready for a new thing? Let's worship God, and let's celebrate and worship God. We're remaining in worship. We're remaining in prayer. We're remaining in the Word of God. It's in Jesus' name. I praise, I pray for you this week.